Isa Ricordi, no? Hey! <laughs> What's up? That was probably really loud because I just slid that across the table. Yeah, well, we still have very ghetto machinery, guys, so we're sorry if you hear. Mom, can you pick me up? I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> we're <Just> poor. <laughs> um, this week, do you want to introduce our guest this week, Casey? This week, we have a guest. His name is Trey. What's up, guys? <laughs> wow! That's just the most disrespectful way I think any guest has ever been I introduced. literally spend every day yeah. with this guy. Like, I don't know. What's good, guys? It's Trey. <laughs> you can give a bio since yeah. Casey doesn't want to say shit about Tell us you. about you. Um... Uh, my name is Trey. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's actually James, legally. Um, work out at Iron Asylum and work at Iron Asylum uh, with Casey. Sure, some of you have seen me there. If you don't go to Iron Asylum, don't know where that is, and you're listening to this podcast, then this means nothing to you. <laughs> uh, then uh, today, I think we are going to be talking about competitions and such like that. Going to be specifically talking a lot about bodybuilding, differences between bodybuilding competitions than powerlifting meets. Uh, I'm not a huge expert on either or, but I've dabbled in both, so I'll just kind of give any information I can. What a great synopsis. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, let's just go right into it, since cool. Casey and I's brain are fried. I said fried. <laughs> 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 fried. <laughs> Clearly can't speak. We're thriving. We're thriving. Um, also, it's a Sunday night again, so. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the podcast released in like a couple hours. We're doing fine. well. Um, you want to talk about how many you've competed in and kind of like your background with each of the types of shows competing? Uh, yeah, for sure. So I've done up to date now three bodybuilding shows and three powerlifting shows. And um, so I did like full male, uh, men's bodybuilding. So I was the guy in the speedo stepping on stage. Hell yeah. Full poses, all that kind of stuff. Yep. And then um, so I originally got into uh, to bodybuilding when... I was in high school. Our um, school was very small, so our football team got cut for the season because we only had eight kids come out for the team. Damn. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. So we didn't have any varsity football that year. So I wanted to get, it was my junior year of high school, so I wanted to get bigger for hopefully the next season if it did happen. So my English teacher at the the time was a uh, competitive bodybuilder. And so she hooked me up with a nutrition program. I downloaded my first workout um, off of bodybuilding.com, Ronnie Coleman's Get Huge program. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. And... uh, (laughs) So she hooked me up with like, she didn't really kind of give me a meal plan per se. She told me what foods I was allowed to eat and then gave me a macro count to which I followed. And that was when I kind of first started dabbling with macros. Um, Had a great experience from it and got like a lot of great results. I started the program that she wrote for me at about 150 pounds at like 15% body fat. Within six weeks of following her program, also just being young, 16, um, I went from 150 at 15% to 166 at 7%. And then that's when I started going out for a lot more sports and stuff like that and really kind of developed a uh, passion for bodybuilding and just fitness in general from that point on. Um, went through school. I was always lifting, always held friends, always coached out like that and always kind of did the bodybuilding route. Took a couple of years off when I was in college for ROTC. Uh, when I got out of the program, I wanted that next physical challenge and I was like, all right, I'm going to do my first bodybuilding show. So I was 20 years old. My mom at the time was working with a guy. Uh, who has a master's degree in like exercise science and like nutrition and stuff like that. So he wrote me my own meal plan. Um, I wrote my own workouts and stuff like that. Went on a 14 week prep, started off at I think 182 at like probably like 15% body fat. Cause I had like, I had done a huge um, bulking phase before that or like a, I did a terrible dirty bulk. I was eating, t- I was just eating eight, <laughs> oh, to, th- eight to 10 thousand calories a day. <laughs> what? Holy shit. Yeah, I would go out and I would get a box of a dozen glazed donuts, oh. have half in the morning uh, with a mass gainer. Then I would go out dirty. to McDonald's twice, <laughs> usually God. get a pizza 
and then the donuts for dessert with another Mexican. How are you alive right now? Oh yeah, no, it was it was trash. That's not even the worst. Yeah. I'm like, you think that's bad. Yeah. We'll talk to him another time. Yeah. Offline about yeah. some other life choices he's made. But so that was true. I did that for a month and a half, only gained five pounds, and it was just straight fat. It was terrible. So it did nothing for me. Set me up. 
I think for more of a position for failure going into my next shows because I had come out on top as a winner in my first yeah. show when I was still really new to the game and I thought I had I was I had a higher ego than I needed to for the bodybuilding game which I was still very new to. Right. So then um going to the second prep, um starting it all off around the same position. I was 180 to 183 pounds at the beginning of this prep. Uh but this time I was around six to seven percent body fat already. I was already pretty lean. I was where I needed to be uh, and I was didn't need to drop that much. So we didn't go on the diet that long. And because uh, I ended up deciding to do two shows, I originally was going to do a show in June, but there was a show in May, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to be close Just enough anyways; on. might as well stack it on there." Which, uh, looking back onto it, I found is if you're going to do a bodybuilding show, do multiple. Yeah. Because your first one, you never know how long you're going to be on the stage. You can be on stage for ten minutes, or you can be on stage for thirty seconds, and you walk off. Right. Like you never really. So know. Some people do like a warm up show before their actual show. Absolutely, kind of get the jitters out, everything else, kind of get your feeling the ground, and then hopefully you can also get repeating judges so that they can see your face as well. Mm-hmm. And you're already, you're already that low anyways. Why well, only do it for five minutes? You might as well get a couple of knocks underneath your belt. And uh, so that's what I decided to do. So the F- May show, I think I started prep April. So in four weeks, I went from, yeah. Yeah, so it was like, it was like, mid, it was like mid-May, I think it was. It was May 23rd. And then the other show, I think, was like June 23rd. So they were like a month off. So I started prep in April. And after like six to eight weeks, I went from 182 to 169 and I was at 7% body fat and set on around 3% body fat for that first show. And uh, I wasn't as spelled out for that first show. I just dropped real quick. Cause I mean, you know, the six weeks of dropping, you know, oh, what, like over, over 10 pounds that I didn't really think I needed to drop. And that show ended up, it was the organization that I was in. I don't want to name the organization just cause I'm not going to talk that high right now. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So um, the, usually when you do a bodybuilding show, the bodybuilders always last because they're the ones who have the most important peak. They're the ones who need to warm up a little bit the more. Uh, they need to track their diets a little bit more, hit their either pre-workouts or candy bars, whatever they need to do. They need to time that shit a little bit better to look the fullest they can on stage because they're flexing everything. Mm-hmm. They got to have that time to prep. This show, there weren't that many bodybuilders, so they were just like, screw it. We're going to put all of these people together in one class and then put them first to knock them out the way and then go through all the physique classes. Oh my God. Yep, so instead of us being dead last, like we were all planning to be, so we had time to like refeed ourselves and everything else, we were starting first thing in the morning, <laughs> stepping on stage. Yep. So that, <laughs> or well not, yeah, yeah, so yeah, we were up first, and so usually uh, there's at least multiple classes, cause there is like, uh, the organization I was doing was height classes, and there was a difference between the height, and there was a total of nine of us in this class. And that's a pretty big class, especially for bodybuilding especially at the amateur level. So they usually like to split that up. They were like, no, for time's sake, we're going to put you all together. So it was all nine of us on stage. And that is such a diverse group of people. Oh yeah. From height, sizes, (laughs) everything else. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. How do you even judge that? You can't. There's so many different packages. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) 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 Yeah. We're fine. We're fine. But it was, um, that was kind of the first eye opener for me for why I do not want to do a height class anymore because me stepping on stage at 168, I was standing next to guys who were pushing 200, if not weighing over 200. And I had to fight my ass off to, I ended up getting fifth out of nine in that, um, in that class. And I was able to get a, a little trophy for that one. So I came home with some hardware on that. But I had to earn that shit. That shit was hard because there was a there was I mean they were just huge dudes. So I had to I had to outpose and I had to outcondition. And luckily that was always been my winner side for competing is my conditioning. I've never been the biggest guy on stage, 
but I'm pretty close to being a damn near shredded just because I can just get so low. It's yeah. hard for me to put on that size, but I can cut it off in a second. Yeah. So that's always kind of given me that better advantage. And then my uh, mentor and boss is really good at posing. And so I've always been able to get ahead on that because, you know, if you can show it off better, be you can show huge. it off better. So exactly. you have a ton of muscle and not know how to pose it correctly and you would yeah. never know. Exactly. Yeah. And then, I mean, there were some guys there who posed like that and got placed higher than me, but they were also just so significantly bigger than me. Yeah. And that's just going to win in bodybuilding. And that's just how it is. Right. And uh, so that was a good first show. It kind of, uh, you know, learned all what things I needed to grow on with. Wanted to needed to hit more posing better, especially if I'm going against guys who're going to be that much bigger. I need to be able to outpose everybody. Mm-hmm. So I took a week off of my diet. Went from 168 back to 177. Um, yeah, yeah, like throws right back on after a show. <laughs> And then hopped right back on to the diet after that week and then ended up stepping on stage for that second time in June at 165. Um, and then even though I was lighter, three pounds lighter for that show, I looked about 10 pounds heavier on stage. Yeah, right. yeah it just filled out a lot differently. Yeah. My body got used to the adjustment, especially with the whole week of refeeding. Yeah. Like my just body responded really well and I was like, all right, and that's when I got set. I was like, all right, if I'm doing another show again. I'm doing two to three to make this shit worthwhile. Right. And so then stepped on stage there and that was when I got my first taste of the political side for bodybuilding, which I'd always heard about, always kind of knew of, and you always hear it talked about, but until you kind of experience it, you never really know that it's there. So I went on stage and there was four of us in our group. Uh, they actually, you know, put us last this time, like everything else was really like running normally. And then, you know, I was just killing on posing. There was like, there was no, I had multiple judges come up to me after the show and told me that I had the best posing on stage for that class. So I knew I killed it there. Um, there was two guys who were definitely bigger than me, one guy was still just really fluffy. One guy was just huge, and he was actually in the show that competed with me in May. So as soon as I saw him, he got second, actually. So as soon as I saw him, I knew he was getting first. And I had I was nothing wrong with that. He was like 215 pounds on stage, or he at least looked like it. I was like, he's going to take that cake. Yeah. So I can understand that. And then there was this other guy who was smaller than me and then way, no, way less conditioned than I was. We go through the whole posing round, and that one was a fight, dude. They kept us on stage for 10 minutes and 42 seconds. Jesus. I can barely yeah. flex my left butt cheek for more than 30 seconds yeah. without having to take a break. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of breath. I'm yeah. sweating. Yeah, posing the entire time. You cannot relax. You're sweating. Your, your whole body is, like, shaking. It's like getting a tattoo. You're yeah. profusely sweating. Oh, yeah, and it was terrible. And, like, so everyone, like, was, like, bleeding, like, the sweat uh, from the tan. So it looked like we were, like, <laughs> it looked like we were sweating, like, black. It was terrible. Like, I had, like, a bead just, like, go from, like, my face <laughs> all the way down, dude, and just left a perfect stripe <laughs> down my head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, it was, that was a hard, like, stage battle. So I was like, man, that was great. Like, I left everything I could on stage. They called out for judging. Guy who I know who's going to get first, cool. Got it. I understood that one. Mm-hmm. Guy who got second, I was like, all right, he's bigger than me. If that's what we're judging on it, then I know I definitely got third. Third gets called, not me. It's a dude who's smaller than me and not as conditioned. And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) And then I get called out and I felt bad about it looking afterwards. I was told that I was able to hide it, but I was, um, I was pretty pissed. (laughs) I was pretty, like, I knew what I brought to the stage and I knew I at least didn't got higher than last. And, um, so I kind of grabbed the sword and that I was, got my little dagger that they gave me for getting fourth place. <laughs> uh, so I just kind of sat there and like, I, I knew I had a face on there, but they said like, my friends told me later, I was like, no, like you look like you held it all right. I was like, okay. Um, but I was, I was pretty hot. I ended up yelling at a photographer after my show. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so I'll get to that. But so like, as I was like walking out, I saw the guy who got second 
Um, like after everything was done, was like getting all like buddy buddy with the main judge. So I was like, all right, well there's some there. Found out the guy who got third had posing from another judge, training from another, and nutrition from the other. No way. So I was like, all right, and he also pays and like donates the organization yeah. and all that yeah. shit. So I was like, well there was that, and so yeah. I, I got kind of fed up with bodybuilding after that one for a little bit. I needed a mental break on it, and um, with bodybuilding that was like kind of a big thing that you gotta realize, and that was what. All like the guys that I've talked to, like the IBB pros, the people competing for a long time, there's like, if you're doing bodybuilding, you gotta love bodybuilding. Yeah. Cause you're gonna get hit with the political side. There's gonna be shows where you know damn well you should have won, but you're just not known enough, so you're not gonna win. And that's just it. You gotta yeah. do it for the love of the sport. And so after that, I kind of needed a break from the sport. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but but to, to before I skip over the whole photographer thing, so. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 that's we, about full carrot. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> We were all, like, I met, like, all my friends and family that came to uh, see me at the show, and uh, we were all, like, in front of, like, the, um, we were all in, like, the gathering area, like, taking pictures and stuff like that. Everyone was, like, congratulating me. I was like, trying to hold it together, not to be pissed in front of friends and family for, you know, coming out there and everything else. And I still hadn't eaten yet. And I was, or, like, I had eaten, but I was still just furious. <laughs> There's no way other way to put it. Yeah, and so the photographer for the organization that I was competing was going around taking pictures of the competitors, <laughs> And he sees me posing with my family, and he try and he like looks to take a picture of me, and I was like, "Is that for this organization?" And he was like, "Looks at me." He was like, "I was like, is that for the organization?" And he was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Don't take my fucking photo." And, and like, yeah. And he, this man looked scared, and I was like, "Did you take a photo?" He was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Delete it." Yeah, no, I didn't. I did not want to be affiliated. With, I was hot. Man. The best part about this is like, if any of you know Trey, even if you don't know Trey, he's like one of the like calmest, like broest dudes you're ever gonna meet. Just and the fact that he even got upset one time shocks me because he's just not like that. So that's amazing. Yeah. So that one, I was, I was a little hot on that one, but <laughs> to be expected. Yeah. We went out. I got some food and like I just like we went to some like big burger joint and got a giant a uh, giant burger huge order of fries and then i was cool after that do you at least feel better when you put two and two together about like how he knew everybody that at least like kind of soothed you a little bit like at least if yeah. you did bring the best package to the stage and i did well because like i mean that just made me reiterate the mindset that i already had of like it doesn't matter where you place so you got to just focus on what you bring to the table because yeah. with bodybuilding you really don't know like that show that i got screwed on did not have anywhere near half the competition that i did for the first show and where i got fifth at right so like it really doesn't the placing doesn't show how good you do most of the time you yeah, really got to kind exactly. of focus on what you bring and yeah. just in the heat of the moment i got upset about it I'll, like as you can well, you're competitive. Like, right if exactly competitive, you probably wouldn't have even gone to the show to begin with so right. so that that's how i got a little a uh, little bit to me but i mean at the end of the day i got i was happy with the package that i brought but i just needed a break from that kind of like mindset of training and then that's when i just kind of wanted to focus on a different avenue uh so then i took a couple of months off I don't really think I lifted like that much or I, I decided to go back into like lifting like heavy and uh, I just wanted to build back my strength up because I knew I was going to get uh, gain a bunch of weight again after going off of prep because I've never read refeed properly if you're doing a bodybuilding show and you're and you're doing like your first couple I would definitely advise getting a nutritionist to get a refeed afterwards because if you don't you're just going to blow up and you're just yeah. it's not good it's not healthy for sure yeah <laughs> so I was just going to use all that extra weight that I was planning to gain back after my show and just put it towards strength for powerlifting and then um that's when I decided to get a coach uh, my roommate Caleb was the one who um gave me my first program and then I set sights on doing my first powerlifting meet in uh, April 
and we want to keep diving into that corner. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right, so that's when I decided to make that switch uh, from so from bodybuilding to powerlifting. I was like, all right, I'm done with the political game. I want to go to something where if I, I if I lift more, I win. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. arguing about it. It is guaranteed. I moved more weight. I won this match. Yeah. Like deal. And I was like, cool. So I wanted to set that. So I probably started. I think I started the program with Caleb. I did that meet in June, or I did the bodybuilding show in June, June or July, something around there. And I think so. I think I started working with Caleb around like September, October, and, uh, and then the meet I did was in April. So I might even started like closer to December. But anyways, during the whole time uh, while I was bodybuilding, I always had like lower back issues, and that was one of the things my boss had uh, spent the majority of our training time was building up that lower back. So like I went from the point of barely being able to like deadlift 135 without spasming on the ground and pain to being able to my first meet because of Kayla's programming and the strength that my boss built me up to to pulling 523 for my third attempt. Yeah. And I really enjoyed like the whole track of like powerlifting and everything else, but also at that time I was working a lot. So I kind of, it was a mixed bias. So I really liked powerlifting. I liked getting stronger. I did not like how long it took me to do a workout. Yeah. Which also kind of plays a little bit on myself too. Like I could have sped it up as well, but I was still new to the lifting heavy. I was new to dealing with the rest times, all that kind of stuff and figuring out that pace. Mm -hmm. So my workouts were probably around three hours long, mm -hmm. which really isn't too bad. But if you're working, you know, 10, 12 hour day or at the gym, the last thing you want to do is be there for another three hours. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I mean, you know, everyone's got their own shit they gotta do in a day. But when I got I got so comfortable with bodybuilding where, you know, I'm in there hour, hour and a half and I'm done and I've hit fifteen things. Yeah. When I went over to powerlifting, I'm hitting two, three things at max and I'm there for three hours. Yeah. I'm just like, holy shit, are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so the training style was all new to me and I had to get over a lot of fears from lifting uh, about lifting heavy. Because in bodybuilding you don't. Mm -hmm. You really don't. You're yeah. hitting high intensity reps, you're going you don't heavy sometimes. Unless you're going for like failure attempts and stuff like yeah. that, but you're, you know, lifting for time under tension, high intensity, you know, you're lifting weight that you can lift a lot and then, you know, burning out if you want to. And then, you know, slight heavy days to build that extra muscle, yeah. but nothing like what you do for powerlifting. Excuse me. So I kind of had to change my mindset of training for that. Um, and then, so I did my first meet and that's when I kind of got really hooked with powerlifting because the difference between a bodybuilding show to a powerlifting, uh, show, uh, powerlifting meet were just... The energy different. was so different. Oh yeah. my god, it, it was, was so different. Because I went to a show, was, uh, I was working a booth, and it, on one side was bodybuilding, mm -hmm. on one side was powerlifting and strongman, and it was like the two sides could not have been more different. Oh yeah, yeah. it could not have been more different. It's like it's like because like bodybuilding's like quiet, like a lot of people like pose, like the focus and everything else, and then powerlifting, you got people like fuck yeah, pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you got people cussing in front of kids. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Times have you yelled, get it up to a grown man and yeah. like for me working at a powerlifting gym every day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I don't work, but like yeah. once in a while. Every once in a while it still happens. Oh at a gym no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait, not at all. Yeah. Awkward. But so that I mean the height difference was just insane. Um and like that's that's what I really liked about I love the competitions of powerlifting. The training, I was not more so much of a fan of, but just because I had been a bodybuilder for so long, yeah. it was still so new to me. What about uh, the mindset of the weight coming out of the bodybuilding show and then going right into powerlifting? Like, a lot of people say that it's, like, a mental thing for them, going from being so incredibly lean to mm -hmm. just being fluffy. So that, um, for other people who don't have issues maintaining weight. Yeah, I was going to say, literally, like, so, yeah, he looks the, like this all the time. So, so actually, <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> I didn't get fluffy. I got extremely small. 
like a lot smaller. So I okay. stopped training the aesthetic muscles and like the show muscles that you normally do with bodybuilding and started so focusing on the big three. So I was squatting, I was deadlifting, everything else, and I looked denser almost, but I was tiny. Like I came out of my bodybuilding show at 168. I think I bounced back up to like 180 for a little bit, but I did my first meet at 174. Oh, damn. Yep. And then I did my second meet at 162. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So I was uh, just due to the amount that I was working up and um, I was like trying to just eat as much as I could, but just for some reason, my weight never really kind of bounced back up. And I, and I think it was just due to improper diet. I like, don't feel bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> like he's talking, I'm like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I, um, aesthetically for me, my mindset, I kind of did not like what I looked like when I was like powerlifting. Like I was still very lean and everything else, but I was very tiny. Like I lost size in my arms and my shoulders and everything else. Like my chest got bigger. That's because I was like benching heavy five times a day and everything else. And even though I was lifting and squatting heavy and everything else, my legs didn't really grow. Nothing really kind of grew. I just kind of compressed. Okay, and yeah. that's how it happened. Whereas even though I was definitely weaker as a bodybuilder, I looked significantly right, bigger. Right. And so that kind of got me on that one. Um, and so even though I didn't get like fluffy, which is a lot of people don't, uh, you know, don't want to see, they want to have that like, you know, that fit cut up look all the time. I still kind of had that, but not in the same mindset that I wanted. It's a different transition. Yeah. yeah. And so I didn't like how that, I, how that looked. Um, but I wanted to continue on with power religion for a little bit more. Um, so I did it. I wanted to get one more meet in before I turned 23 because that's when I had to go into the uh, different league for powerlifting. So they had a meet on August 23rd, and so I decided to do that one. Like it was like four days before my birthday, so I did that one. And during that prep that I did, I tried to go back on like some diet that I had before. Ended up dropping eight pounds in the middle of the program, yeah, and could just not throw it back on. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm that meme right now where it's like E equals MC square. Like, what the fuck he's talking about? Yeah, that's not real. I don't, I don't know either. I have got no explanation. (laughs) So I was, uh, dropped down into like the 167 or 168. So I was literally training for a powerlifting meet at the same weight that I stepped on stage for a bodybuilder, (laughs) but did not look anywhere near the same. And it was a completely different like muscle type. And um, I feel like that's a mind fuck though. Too. It really was. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Oh my god! Like I did not how I liked how I looked at that weight at all because I just looked. I looked frail. I looked very like malnourished Which is and crazy everything else. Because you're lifting way heavier. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It makes no sense. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I was lifting significant amount more weight, uh, and so I and I was so close to the next the below weight class. I was like, screw it. I'll just do like a water cut, drop three pounds, and then st- and then do this meat at a lower weight. So I ended up doing that. Uh, ended up weighing in at like one sixty two point five. Uh, competed in that in the sixty five kilogram class, which is just super funny at six one. So it's honestly garbage. I was. Like, <laughs> you don't have to that way. <laughs> Do you want to say? <laughs> so yeah, I competed at. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I competed at. Yeah. <laughs> And so I ended up, which, uh, ended up hitting a squat PR for that meet. I squatted um, heavier at like ten pounds lighter. I, uh, <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ended up uh, overshooting too much on bench. I didn't get any better on bench, and then pulled again over five hundred, five eighteen at one sixty two. So. Even so can though, you pull 518? No, I was just going to say, my numbers are probably like over half, like under half here. <laughs> like I said, it's just all in my ass. <laughs> I don't know where mine is. <laughs> Mine's in my bones. That's all I have. <laughs> You're also 6'1". Luis yeah. is like 5'7". Yeah. <laughs> just a little meatball. Yeah. 
So that one, uh, that one was like, it was uh, still the same like level of hype and everything else. But at that time, by the time I got to that meet, I was so done with training. I was so done with working out. I was so, I was just burnt, burnt out, out with everything. From coming off of two bodybuilding meets, right into this powerlifting prep to everything, doing two powerlifting comps. I was like, all right, no, nah, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is too much. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so that's when I, um, that's actually, you know, right before I switched over to my job over at Iron Asylum and then started rolling with that. And then I actually didn't train for a good, probably like three, for three four months when I was first started at Iron Asylum. Mm-hmm. I was just used to, I was just getting used to like hanging out. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then starting in January, I started an actual like eating program. I kind of like did a lot more research into it. I was trying to eat healthier, but still bulking at the same cause I just needed calories. Um, but try to keep it like a good 60, 40 split which I was able to find worked out pretty well for my body. So I went from, I think well, I got myself back up to like the 170s, which again, at 6'1", still isn't good. Um, so I went from 170 to, I got up to about 197 it, right before quarantine hit. And then that's when I lost all my weight again. I'm currently building that back up. But. Every time I talk about you, I feel like we're like dating. So I'm like, yeah, you look so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because I see you every time in my life. But yeah, no, like it was- Good old Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's crazy because like we obviously were like straight up quarantined together for three months we got real close but um, yeah they did yeah we did um check the cameras I'm dead ass kidding um but it's so crazy though because he like put so much weight on and he was getting like so close to where he wanted to be and then quarantine hit and it just like fucked us both of us yeah. i mean it fucked yeah. me too like i was bulking too and i was like okay well i guess i'm done yeah. <laughs> the opposite with me i was cutting and then i started bulking <laughs> <laughs> I was like is it the oreos or what's going yeah. on no, that was crazy um so i have a question for you okay. how do you feel like differentiating between bodybuilding and powerlifting because all of your like close friends are powerlifters so is it weird like doing both or how does that so that one was actually kind of uh, fun. Um, so back in school, we, uh, I was one of the, like, we, uh, one of my really good friends, uh, who, uh, who's actually out in Japan right now, stationed out there uh, in the Marines, he founded the ODU Powerlifting Club. And I was in the library with him with a good couple of other our friends. And when, when he like signed up all the papers, him and I and a couple of our friends were like the first people to sign up and everything else. Like I was in powerlifter at the time. I had no intention of ever being a powerlifter at the time. Um, but the um, but like that whole group kind of started. And I was just like the bodybuilder in the group. There's a couple other guys who want to do like bodybuilding and stuff like that. But it was always just like the powerlifters, and then there was just your boy here, just bodybuilding <laughs> in the corner doing yeah, a bunch boy. of reps. <laughs> That's still how it is. Straight up, like I wave across the gym no, at my, yeah, at my yeah. powerlifting friends. Like, just, yeah. They're all like in one rack and yeah. he's like over in the mirrors doing yeah. curls like, hey guys. <laughs> and that's like how it's always been. And um, I like it as a, their mindset is, I mean, for a powerlifter, that mindset has to be pretty strong set. Like you're putting a lot of weight on your back, you're putting a lot of weight in your hands, you're putting a lot of uh, weight over your face and like chest and stuff like that. You gotta be prepared to be able to move this kind of weight and have that mindset to do it. And all the guys that I was very fortunate enough to be like training with as powerlifters, even though we were training for different reasons, our mentalities really linked yeah. and that kind of helped push me forward. Like I'm seeing these guys out here, it's like, man, they are killing it. They're trying to get to like 600 pounds, 700 pounds. Like they're trying to be the best that they can be in their sport. Mm-hmm. That's going to drive me to be the best in my, you know, my sport. Like, yeah. you know, even though we're on two different ends, I'm over here curling 20 pound dumbbells <laughs> 75 times, you know, trying to get my arms bigger. And they're over here doing the same thing with deadlift. Like we're completely training for two different goals, but the mindset and the, you know, dedication was still the same. So that's always kind of helped push me through. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. How was 
did you notice a difference in either powerlifting or bodybuilding with friendships, relationships, whatever that might be? A lot of people complain in general that people who live like a more healthy lifestyle, it's a hard for them to find friends or relationships who support that. Do you notice a difference between the two specifically? Um, kind of. So it depends on how serious of you, how serious you are in each sport. So I have a lot of powerlifting friends who can just who just eat whatever they want. They are there just to gain weight. They don't care. They're just trying to lift heavy and they want to be heavy. That's cool. And I've got a lot of other powerlifting friends who are extremely strict on their diets follow strict macro plans, sleep schedules, training cycles, all that kind of stuff. Like they are, have everything marked out to the T. Uh, So those guys kind of understand it more. A lot of the other power lifters, you know, if they're just power lifters and they eat whatever they want, they eat whatever they want, they're not going to, you know, really care about a bodybuilder who has to eat six times a day, can only have chicken, rice, and broccoli and all that kind of shit. Um, And when it comes to it being on prep, it does make it difficult, uh, mostly for like social outings and stuff, because you can't do everything else that everyone's doing. You can't go out and have drinks with your buddies. You can't go out and eat dinner. Like, if you go out for a walk or something, you got to bring a cooler with you to have all your meals in it. You're going to eat that shit cold and you're just going to be miserable. But that's the sacrifice you have to make to be social with your friends. And that kind of depends on how much you can be social and withstand that. Yeah. That's and cool. my biggest thing on that, um, all of the stuff, as no matter how dedicated you are and everything else, until it starts paying your income, this shit's a hobby. Yeah. yeah. And it is your full 100% choice to do this. So for me, whenever I did a bodybuilding prep and everything else, Sometimes I would get irritated if it was like coming close to a meal and I needed to eat and I didn't have an opportunity to eat. I would, you know, be like, all right, guys, look, I hate to be like a dick or anything else, but I need to go find an area for me to just eat this real quick and then we can move on. Mm-hmm. And that always, that rarely ever happened. I usually just got what it would get quieter during um, like my bodybuilding preps and stuff like that. But there are people who just get so irritated and stuff about it. It's just like, look, this is your choice to do yeah, it. If you don't want to hang out, then don't hang out. Yeah. But at the same time, if you you also don't want to get shut out either, so you don't learn to suck it up. You know, so yeah, go to the bar and everything else and drink some water with your friends and just laugh at them being drunk. Like, you know, and then yeah. just drive home because you're sober and you guys are asleep. Facts. But it's uh most people who don't like if they're not in the scene, they're not gonna get it. Like, especially for like people who are first time competitors and like their friends and families have never been around that scene before, it's a kind of hard for them to grasp. Like, it's like, all right, well, you're telling me you can't have, like, just, like, one drink, or you can't, like, eat this piece of pork, or you, well, I made you, like, just, like, one sliver of your favorite pie. Like, well, no, like, I have this goal, I have to hit this, uh, you know, I have to hit this dream and this, like, body weight and everything else. I can't do cheats like that. Yeah. And she was like, but it's just, like, one thing. It's like, well, those one things, like, add up. Yeah. And it's hard for people who aren't in the scene to grasp it, and then you just got to be patient with people to understand it. And if they understand it, great. If they don't, then just don't hang out with them. Yeah. Shit's last maybe three to six months out of the year. You're not gonna miss everything. It's okay. <laughs> That's fair. That makes sense. I mean, it's short. Yep. Like, cause I mean, all think all of my preps have been either three months or under right. for like diet wise at least. And you know, you just kind of learn to suck it up. Yeah. Cause it's again your choice. Like I chose to be miserable, get myself down to three percent body fat, <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm not gonna yell at somebody for me being on a low carb day because I decided to eat three grains of rice. <laughs> 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 no, that's not their problem. That's my problem. I'm going to come home and look here and yell at myself. Yeah. <laughs> you stupid bitch. Yeah. And that's totally okay. Just don't take it out on your neighbor for waving hot. <laughs> or the cameraman. Yeah, yeah or the, or the cameraman. cameraman right? you know? Sorry, man, if you're listening. <laughs> if you're listening, please don't listen to any of the other Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, no. This is the only episode you're allowed to listen cameraman, to. Cameraman, turn it off! <laughs> All right, well, that's probably it. Yeah, yeah, that's probably that's probably it. Any any parting words of advice for anybody who's considering doing either? Um, for either or first show, don't take it too seriously. Like, give it your all. Have your like, give it your best and everything else. Bring the best package you can. But 
No, don't kill yourself over it. Have fun. The first thing you should ever do when any of these shows is have fun because if you make it too seriously and everything else, you're not going to enjoy it. You're getting good on stage and it could be something that you might really could have done, done well in, but you took it way too seriously and you were too hard on yourself for that first go around that you ruined it for you. Yeah. So have fun. Enjoy the process. No shit's going to get fucked up along the way. You're going to run into roadblocks. You're going to cheat on your diet, especially for bodybuilders and anybody who does it for a show. You are going to cheat on your diet. <laughs> Just accept it. Accept it. <laughs> Especially your first, I know pros who cheat on their diets. Yeah. Like, you're good, it sucks. <laughs> Embrace the suck, it's not that long. At most, you're gonna be prepping for four months. You can eat clean for four months. It is not gonna kill you, you will survive. <laughs> and then have as much fun as you can and just make it a stage day or make it a show day. Yeah. And just do your best. And that's pretty much all I got. That's great advice. <laughs> do you wanna say your Instagram name? It's yeah. your boy, Trigger underscore MF. Underscore Trey. What does MF stand for? Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Casey. <laughs> the greatest thing about that handle, um, so that was what my old boss used to yell at me every time I used to walk into the door. It was, it would be, it's your boy, Trigger, my effing Trey. Every single time I walked to the door. Now, every time I come yeah. in for a demo, that's what yeah. I'm like, oh and so he was like, yo, you got to um, change that handle to like make that your Instagram handle. I was like, tight. So this, I, I changed my handle. And then the week later, I went on to his talk show. And he was like, all right, Trey, what's your handle? And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I said it. But him and I both died afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> all right, that's all I got, guys. All right, cool. Tell your friends. Tell your friends.